2: I still look for his car to come down the driveway, him to come in the door. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to change. So that's where we sit back and try to find these little signs and do little things. And, you know, some of it's hard. I'm not going to lie. You know, like you like to camp. I still have the camper, but I don't use it.
0: What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session.
3: This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I'm a teacher, the author of the book Moving Beyond, and I work as a psychic medium. I have done over 15,000 readings for people all over the world. I connect them to their loved ones on the other side. This podcast lets you be a fly on the wall in my office to listen in and to experience what a psychic medium session is for yourself. People see me for a variety of reasons. Some come looking for closure, others are looking for life direction, and other people come because they're not so sure about this whole thing, but they're pretty curious. Here you will find stories of tremendous loss, but also incredible love and healing. After each session, I have the joy of sitting down with my client again to discuss their experience and answer any of their questions around spiritual connection. I hope that some of the information that arises can help you too, no matter where you are in your journey through loss, growth, or curiosity about the things we can't always see.
2: No, my name's Gary. I'm from Brighton, Illinois. Uh, I'm coming into the reading just hoping to connect with my son. Uh, he passed here about a year and a half ago, and I just really would like to connect and, and see how he's doing.
3: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of Moving Beyond. I hope you are all well. I, how am I feeling today? I'm feeling optimistic. Optimistic because the theater shows that are coming up in February are actually looking like they're going to happen. It's crazy. I have not been on stage in, oh my God, two years. The last show was February 20th, 2020. That is going to be a full two years. Hard to believe. And my first shows back are exactly where the last show ended, which is Los Angeles. So if you are a Los Angelino, if you are there last week of February, please come see me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be back on stage. Honestly, it's starting. It's starting to become real, and I can't wait. And then after that, early March, New York City is going to have a show. And then after that, I'm going to be in London. So come one, come all. I'm thrilled. Ah, it's going to be fantastic. Another little announcement for you. If you didn't hear it last time, we are running a survey. And if you complete the survey, which is in the show notes of the podcast, if you complete it, you will be entered to win a free reading. That survey will be live for one more week until February 3rd. And then we do the drawing. So you have until February 3rd to complete the survey. So please do. Super helpful. My last announcement not as fun, but necessary. So when you listen to this episode, especially in the beginning, you're going to notice that there are some sound issues. I truly apologize, but what is pretty crazy about it is Gary, who I do the reading for, apparently this happens to Gary all the time and he has been told that it's his loved ones on the other side ever since he had this big loss that you'll hear about in the reading happen he's been having connection issues electricity issues so pretty crazy it doesn't happen to us often thank goodness but it did happen in this one so you'll hear that we had to switch over to zoom a different platform than we usually use and i do apologize i hope that it doesn't bother your listening experience we are perfectionists over here we i personally um a sound perfectionist. So I'm sorry, but please, please still enjoy. And I know that I couldn't not include Gary's story because it touched me and I hope that it will touch you as well. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Hi, good morning, Gary. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm trying to stay awake. (laughs) I'm just not much of a morning person.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate this then. I am excited to get started. Have you ever had any kind of reading before?
2: Uh, I, one with my wife. I had one with her probably a year ago or so now, but uh, oh, okay. never on my own.
3: Never on your own. Okay, okay. What we'll do is I'll explain a little bit about how I work, what the process is for me. And it might be similar to what you've experienced. It might be slightly different, but uh, in this way, we're both on the same page and we know what to expect. As we go along, you'll have some time for questions at the end. They're not here because I'm here. They're here because you're here. And it's just my job to listen, translate and share the information. Is there anything you don't want to know?
2: No, I think I'm honestly open, to pretty much everything.
3: Okay. Take a moment here and just tune in, see where I go. Okay, actually, I'm going to put them on hold here for just a moment. Because I've been interrupted here by this feeling of a dog stepping in, actually. Do you see that you also have a very significant dog in spirit that would at least come to your knees? Like quite, Yes. I see, like a, a pretty big dog. and just really big, big, big part of your life, I think. You understand this?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: And that might be a surprise, but it's actually this dog who wants to start the communication. (laughs) And I feel that this is a dog who you would have trained incredibly well. Like this dog is will sit and heal and you don't even have to put it on a leash and there's just this feeling of like this dog follows your movements. Do you understand?
2: For me only.
3: Yes, for you only. <laughs> exactly. Yes. This dog is like this is my dude. And I do what this man wants me to do because there is such devotion and such love. You know? Yeah. I just get this feeling of like a very gentle dog, you know, like so gentle, but yeah. but big. So Yeah. Th- <laughs> yeah, she's like she doesn't know her size. Is this this so sometimes I feel people are like, "Whoa, like big dog." And and yet is so 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 devoted and and in love with you and just wants, you know, she's been by your side for always. I feel that she gets to feel your arms around her when she passes. And there's this real gentleness if I go to the spirit being held do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that there's been great tragedy that you've gone through in your life after her passing. Yes. And that she wants you know she's walked through that with you is always going to be there. Do you see that she lived in two homes in her life, two different, two different places?
2: She did. Yes.
3: She talks about having had two houses, two yards, two
2: places. They're within a mile oh. of each other. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me?
3: I can So sorry about that. I'm really not sure what's happening, but uh, thanks for switching over to Zoom. It's just me. We are best to make sure the connection stays good. So yeah, switching over to Zoom, but that's okay. All right. So I am just going to jump right back in and I wanted to just leave off with this Big message for you that not only are there wonderful people in spirit for you, but I also see such a presence of the animal kingdom, so to speak. Uh, Now, as your dog comes in on the right hand side, she's bringing me memories of children of yours as well. So getting to play with kids. Do you see that? Yes. And... She talks about watching over children, not just in the world, but also watching over and being with a child in spirit is my feeling. You understand this? Yes. And then you must have a son because she keeps showing me a son as well. Yes. And, and he's passed. Is that right?
2: Correct. Yes.
3: Yeah. She shows me here standing next to a boy. But would you understand that you feel your son doesn't get to become an adult in life or doesn't get to reach quite adulthood? Do you see that? Yes,
2: Absolutely. Because
3: um, as they kind of stand upright there, I just feel that she talks about having the boy with her and she's very protective. And so I need you to to know that, that she's protecting him in the same way that she protected you. (laughs) And I also have to speak about when I talk about your boy here in spirit, I need to talk about other kids in the world that are here with us. And, and as your son steps forward, I know that there's love that goes to not just you and your wife, but also sibling feeling here. And then there must've been cousins that, he's around often or are not very far away, like in distance. Do you see this? Yes. Like we play all the time together or they're like, they're quite nearby. Do you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. So it's like, not only does he grow up with the family in terms of other uh, siblings, but it's also a feeling of, I grew up around my cousins and it, it's quite a joyous number of kids running around, you know, that's the feeling I get. Um, yeah <laughs> lots of voices, and he wants you to know he continues to join in continues to join in. I feel that your boy here has a real love of cars. do you understand?
2: Yeah, I could see that. I want,
3: yeah, I just want to, I want to go for a ride, and you must have well, he keeps putting himself in this in the passenger seat of of a car that you drive. I feel that you do drive a truck. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. He keeps putting himself in the passenger seat, you know, and there's the feeling of we, you still drive and and you like to drive and driving feels to me like a time that you think. Do you see that? Yeah. And he likes being in the passenger side and he wants you to know he often drives around with you.
2: Good to see that.
3: And I think would have enjoyed it certainly in life, but, continues to enjoy it here in spirit i feel that you are one to keep your cars for a long time
2: Uh, yeah
3: and it's an old truck is what he makes me feel do you know (laughs) yeah he kind of gives you a bit of a poke in the ribs to say you probably could have traded it in years ago you know yeah and because of that i feel when you listen to music you often listen to the radio
2: you see this? I used to listen to radio a lot, but it kind of switched
3: this is this is my feeling of this truck and it's old, and he's still and it's like he knew it and he knows it and yeah, there's also a daughter of yours living you see Yes he keeps talking about her being around her, and he makes me feel like she. In his vantage point, is like a young adult now. There's a real sense of watching her grow. Is she, is she about? Is she like um, about ten years old now?
2: Uh, they're, they're getting ready to turn fourteen. He's got twin sisters. Ah,
3: okay. Is that when he passes? Is that around how old they were?
2: Uh, they would have been. Yeah, they'd have been around 10, 11
3: Okay. Cause I feel like when he talks about the sisters, I get this feeling of, um, he shows me a memory of them being around 10 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. and then now he talks about them being young adults, young adult women, you know, and he's seeing them change so much. And there's this joy in seeing this. If I count all the cousins and everybody kind of that's, that hangs around together all the time. Do you see that there'd be seven children
2: uh there's actually more than that
3: <laughs> huh, one what is the feeling he keeps talking about the memory of playing around with the seven so i don't know if if when he was younger if there were seven in total but he keeps bringing me to, to seven kids running around so i'll leave it with you and you can think of it as he comes forward he talks about his passing being very quick, very unexpected. I don't feel that he's sick or ill or that there's any sense of his physical body not being in health. Do you understand it? I feel that his passing is very accidental. Do you see this? Yes. The number one thing I need to tell you, present to you is that none of it's your fault. This feels very, very, very important. I feel that adults, you perhaps included, would feel that uh, there w- there wasn't eyes or there should have been eyes on him or there's this feeling of f- people feeling that they're not watching. Do you see this?
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: And he's like, no, it's okay. There's no fault. There's no blame. And it's not that adults are not present. I do see adults present. I just feel like there's no there's no eyes on him. Does that Correct. make sense? Yes. And... He doesn't hold any blame for anyone. He doesn't want you to hold any blame for yourself. He's making me feel it's a burden you've been carrying. It's a burden that you feel heavily, kind of this sense of should have been, he really wants to remove it, remove it, remove it, remove it from you. It feels so important that I share that. So, so, so important. And I also... And it feels a little confusing because I feel that he doesn't immediately cry out or that there's no indication of being hurt. Yes. And so no one hears, no one, he talks about not crying out or because I I think, and there's so confusion as to why that would have been the case. Do you understand that as well? Yes. Yeah. But he wants you to know that you couldn't have, you couldn't have known because there's no, alarm there's no call out there's it's it's hard to see him at that point too i just feel and i feel it's a location or it's an area where it's not like it's foreign to him it's something that feels comfortable it's something that feels normal we've been here many times before it feels fun it feels good it's not scary it's not dangerous do you understand that it's a place people can let their guard down it's okay And so he doesn't want you to feel that you could have known or could have thought that something, it's not something you could have thought would happen. It's not something you could have thought would happen. And he wants to know he's okay. He's well. I do feel like there is a, oh, well, okay. Um, there would have been a grand, a great grandmother to him who would have been living at the time of his birth. Do you see that? Yes. And she's passed now, you understand? Yes, correct. And passed before him as well, you see? Yes. She's the first to greet him on the other side. (laughs) And she would have gotten to hold him in life, and she held him then. And this woman is a matriarch, I feel. (laughs) And she wants you to know, and this sweet dog wants you to know that he was not alone. He talks about at the time of his passing, because something is wrapped around him, is what he talks about. Do you understand? Uh,
2: That's kind of how it happened, yeah.
3: Okay. Um, And I see you trying to get something off of him as well. Do you understand? Yes. There's many aspects of this that he shows me you've gone over in terms of should have done this differently, should have done that differently. Uh And again, there's this, this feeling of not wanting you to feel you should have done it any differently. There's there's a joy in coming to this location. There's a joy in the time spent here. There's a joy in wanting to give your kids this experience of being out there and around. And he he sees the intention and he knows the intention was pure. And it feels really important that you don't go back and try to second guess your own intention in terms of having thought it out carefully, it was well thought out. It feels really important. And and he's okay, and he's okay. He really needs you to know that as well. I know we talked about your your daughters, but I feel with him that he's your firstborn son. Is that right? Yes. And he feels like there were many things that the two of you also did just the two of you. Yeah. And he makes me feel that you're, and that you taught him many things when it came to also a respect of nature and a respect of animals and a respect of land. And wants you to know that he's, continues learning from you even now. Um, Do you see that there was a graduation he wasn't able to attend?
2: Uh, That would be this year.
3: Okay. Because he puts a graduation cap on his head and he wants you to know he is graduating, just in a different way. (laughs) Because he's growing and he's continuing and he's continuing to learn and be. And it feels really important that you know it's not an ending, it's a continuation. Do you know of someone in – all of a sudden I see somebody who whittles wood and – or like carpent. There must be someone in your family who would make furniture and things like this of, of wood. Yes. And is that person also passed? Yes. Yeah, because he's with that person as well?
2: Oh, absolutely. Those two.
3: Very good carpenter. You know, very good carpenter. Yeah. And – these items that were made and 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 feels father-like to you. Do you understand this man? Yes. And these items that were made from wood are still in your home, are still used. And I see this man in spirit teaching your son how to create in this way as well, to create things from nothing and, it would be a hard thing maybe for us to understand how that can be without the physical presence of wood, but it's a different kind of different creation of sorts. But I know that the talent is being passed down. Nice. There's also in and around them, the recognition of the name William comes through.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh,
3: William, William, William. And, And that's, is that that man's name? Do you see this?
2: That's actually my son's middle name.
3: Okay. But it was passed down.
2: Yes. He would have been the sixth generation with William in his name.
3: Because there's also other Williams is what he talks about. Yes. And so when I see this man who works with the wood, I also see other people gathering to be around your son who also want you to know they're around your son and the Williams show up for me. (laughs) I know the man who works with wood comes to stand here to your left wants you to know he is well, too. I don't think that you get to say your goodbyes to him in the way you would have wanted or aren't able to be there or aren't able to be right next to him at the time. Do you see this? Yes. And he wants you not to worry about that. It's no big deal for him. He knew you would have been there if it had been possible. I think there's many others that are, are with your boy, but these are the ones that really show up for me and stand beside him. And I think it's really an important message that he wanted you to know that he's not by himself ever. And also that he comes to be with you often. I'm really needing to tell you that you're an incredible father and he wants you to know you're an incredible father to your kids here, but also continue to be to him. And there's, there's deep gratitude for that. Let's ask him some questions and give you the opportunity to ask anything that, that comes to mind right now.
2: Where does he spend most of his time when he's around?
3: He <laughs> goes to see many people in many places and he's not limited in time or space. So he can do it quickly and be in multiple places.
2: Well, oh, I believe that. <laughs> I think he's all over the place.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your mom is still with us in the world. you see? Yes. His grandma. Yeah, he goes to see her often, too. And I do feel she must be living very close by to you or that you see her all the time yourself. Yes. And he likes when everybody's together. Your family, and we talked about the cousins, and your and your mom here but it's like your family often comes together you know he often gets the joy of seeing everybody together it's not a once a year thing it's like a once a once a week thing
2: do you know it it used to be yes
3: and he finds such joy in that and many joyful memories and and still is always present for each in of those individual people. But once you know, every time you get together, he's, he's very much there, always, never misses it. All of a sudden, he brings me to the month of November, which is random. It's
2: his birthday.
3: Yeah. Uh, it brings me to the month of November, and he wants you to know, and he talks about people gathering in the month of November for him. Do you see? Yeah. But like everyone was there. Yeah. There was one name that kind of, jumped at me as I'm switching energy here and I'm not sure if it'll land for you, but uh, it's like a Sandy or a Sadie and yeah. it comes in from the background. So I'll just leave it with you, but it was just as I was switching energy. Yeah. Do you have any questions for him?
2: Just, I mean, I wanted to make sure that he's all right. And it's hard for me to take care of from, you know, here to there. He is. He's great.
3: He's wonderful. He is being taken care of by people who love him and love you. And they have, and, 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 they, and they won't stop. You know, they, this is part of their, their purpose as well. And this feels important for you to know that he's in very, very, very good hands. Huh. There's some indication of playing, of, of the learning or the being around music. I don't think he would have done it in
2: life. It's just the continuation. He he absolutely loved music. That boy had a playlist like you wouldn't believe.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, he loves, he's like, he's part of the creation of that now, is my feeling. And because loves, loves music and it feels like he now is getting to be a part of creating it as well, but from an energetic perspective and being around people who create it in the world. And then... Yeah, is there is there any other question that you've got?
2: No, not that I can think of right off the top of my head.
3: Okay, well, he's incredible, and I so enjoy getting to connect with him.
2: I think he's totally messing with your connection. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would agree. And you're but... on a separate system here. <laughs> I've been told he's got a high energy that messes with things. <laughs>
3: Well, he's showing off. She's an, I, I. think he's definitely uh, funny. I. I. I did a reading for you right or right, a reading right before I read for you, and we were on that call for ninety minutes without any issue.
2: Oh, that's um, funny.
3: Yeah, and I switched over to you, and I took ten minutes in between, like not much time at all. Same yeah. system, and so and then we, you and I, have had to have to switch systems. We went from from one program to the other, and. Yeah, he's definitely letting us know that he can he can mess with electricity. So I think you're going to continue seeing that in your own life as well, for sure. Oh, I
2: absolutely do. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Gary. Thank you for sharing him oh, with Oh, I me. appreciate you very
2: pleasure. much. Thank you so much.
3: You are so welcome. We will have this for you you to listen back to and then you and i will get the opportunity to connect back in a few weeks time and and chat about any questions that come up for you around the process around connection in anything at all
2: oh awesome i appreciate that so much thank you
3: yeah you're welcome thank you for taking the time we'll chat soon and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day
2: oh thank you so much you too take care Bye. bye bye
3: It's been a week since my reading with Gary, and I'm excited to see how he's doing. I really enjoyed our time together. And despite some of our connection issues via our computers, there were no connection issues with his son. It felt really like a wonderful, wonderful reading. I'm so grateful that I got to connect for him, and I'm curious to see how he himself experienced it.
2: Hey, Gary. How are you?
3: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
2: Oh, hoping that we can hold a connection this time.
3: <laughs> I know. Me too. We just did our <laughs> reading last week, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, first of all, how are you doing? How has the week been?
2: Uh, well, we finally got a negative COVID test. Yay. So, I'm back to, back to work again. I'm getting ready to start traveling again. It's all green lights for me. We are nice. super busy on the my side of the world.
3: Yeah. What does uh, travel look but, like for you?
2: The Midwest for the United States. I go anywhere from basically Chicago down to uh, get ready to go down past Tulsa, Oklahoma.
3: Wow. Do you drive uh, or fly?
2: I drive. I'm one of those people that don't do well on airplanes. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Within eight hours, I'm driving. <laughs>
3: Ah, All right. So when your son in the reading brought up sitting next to you in a truck, is that what's going on there?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I've got his Spotify. Like I said, he really liked music. I've got his playlist. I turn on his playlist and me and him just start going. So that's how that that all kind of blended in.
3: Yeah, I love that. Wow. Okay. so so we've we've skipped ahead. So let's let's go back. (laughs) And I would just. It's so it's so wonderful to get to talk to you first of all. So thank you for for being part of this. I loved the reading with your son and I would love to get a little bit more information about who he is and what your life story is. So let's let's start there.
2: Uh well, it's been almost well, a little over a year and a half since he passed. Uh, he was 16 and Unfortunately, the accident happened here at the house. It was actually down in the basement. Uh, he was downstairs riding one of those hoverboards and became entangled in a swing that we had down there for the girls. And uh, oh, wow. it just kind of went that way. Um, we honestly didn't know it until in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I know that like that night, 12, 1230, he was fine because he woke me up coming upstairs to use the restroom and then. I guess not very long after is when the accident occurred. So we were all here and none of us knew. Mm -hmm. He was kind of a unique kid. He worked at a take care clinic here in town for the elderly. Wow. Uh, Got along with them phenomenally. It was unreal how he kind of just merged right in and took right off with all of them. He had such a talent for it already at the age of 16. Wow. Wow. So it was really pretty neat. A lot of stuff that we found out that he was doing there, we kind of giggled, you know, he would mop up somebody spilled milk and here at the house, we we're like, you, you, you don't even know what a mop is. Come on, seriously. Yeah. You know, but that was kind of just the general direction that the boy was headed. You know, don't get me wrong. He was still rotten to the core. He was 16, but you know. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah.
3: But an yeah. old soul.
2: In some yes wow. correct so
3: and had you you've had you ever done a reading before had you ex- had experiences what has been your journey uh, to mediumship
2: a couple of times with my wife she'd had a couple of readings and I kind of nosed in on the ones that would let me in mm-hmm. you know not everybody is too open to having multiple people sit there next to you it messes with the energy you know which mm-hmm. I could see I understand that's just Me trying to be a little selfish and horn in, you know. So then when I got the opportunity with you, then I was like, this is mine. Go away.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was your moment.
2: Yeah. There was a couple of things that popped up that, you know, like the name Sandy had come up. Mm. And for some reason, I immediately went to the crossed side. Mm. But that's my mother-in-law, which would be his grandma. And she's still living.
3: Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, and she's still in the world. So he was probably just wanting to reach out to her.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure him and her were pretty tight.
3: Yeah, They
2: always done a lot of stuff together. That was the, her her favorite grandson when we're not supposed to have to edit that part out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. So of course Trouble. he'd want to reach out to her.
2: That's beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. And then the, the seven came up for the kids. Well, I have two sisters and, we always used to get together for barbecues and stuff, especially during the summer. Mm-hmm. And if I hung out with one sister, there would be seven kids together. Mm, okay. Okay. And that was very, very common for us. Okay. You know, things have obviously taken a turn in the world and things don't happen as much as they used to, but, you know, but we'll have to see. Sweet,
3: sweet memories about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, well, uh, I mean, every weekend for sure. You know, there was a barbecue or something and the whole family was there.
3: Ah, wow. And what I thought was really beautiful is the memories that he held around these barbecues and these gatherings. And it was so clear to me that while he talked about his siblings, the cousins were equally important.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we were always together. It's just how our family kind of used to get to work and coincide. And it just, that's that's how it was for us. We didn't know any different.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. I love that. And it seemed for him to be something he really wanted to communicate not just to you, but also to the family in as oh. a whole, you know, to everybody, to let them know that he is around. And were there aspects of the reading that surprised you? I mean, I know that you've you've had your wife had readings before. What was your relationship to readings or even this idea of life continuing moving into the reading? Was there any kind of hesitation you still had
2: no i mean i was always kind of raised a raised catholic so i've always mm-hmm. kind of expected the readings were they're still kind of new to me you know trying to connect because you know obviously this is my son i want more you know just having the faith on it wasn't quite good enough for me at this point so you know for the readings to me that's the comfort to know that yes they're there you know, yeah, I can still communicate, you know, I just can't really do it personally. Oh, but you can, (laughs) You you can. That's when we reach out and I mean, I get the feelings and the sensations. I know certain little things, but you know, I'm very, my mind runs a million miles an hour. So for me to quiet my mind to do stuff like this would be almost impossible.
3: I'd love to talk about that with you a little bit, because I think there is this general sense of you need to meditate. You need to have a mind in which you're not doing anything. But for you, when you tell me about the music and the driving, that's your moment also to connect because that's when you go into that meditation state. So I wouldn't make a assumption that just because you're not sitting on a pillow and you're not meditating, doesn't mean you're not holding the connection and you're not getting messages and feeling you know next time you're driving see how okay. what you're feeling and then if you are feeling something maybe ask a question or engage or take it to the next level
2: Nice. yeah uh, so, you know, that i would have never have guessed <laughs> Yeah. for me that would be a whole new experience
3: and i think you have to it's a different kind of faith. You know, when you talked earlier about, I needed something else, I needed something to to bridge the next step to certainty of, Oh, I can connect and Oh, he's around. This is almost also a faith in yourself, the sense of, Oh, I am a sensitive being. Oh, I can feel this. I think that's going to be your greatest challenge in the beginning is to have the faith in yourself that what you're receiving isn't crazy or isn't, being made up by your mind or isn't the imagination so yeah allowing
2: trying to prove it you know instead of accepting it right i'm always looking at it just to kind of dispel it you know okay well you know yeah that happened but you know it could have been because of this absolutely you know so and what i want to offer
3: you with that is this is my job this is what i do i've been sensitive like this from the time that i was a young child Yet I went through probably a 10 year time in which those were my thoughts too, of like, yeah, but mm, could it really be, I don't know if I fully believe it. And so I gave myself a challenge, what I called suspend disbelief. And I gave Mm -hmm. myself six months and I said, okay, in six months time, anything that happens, anything I experience, I'm going to allow it to just be. I'm not going to fight it with my rational mind. I'm not going to go back and forth and be like, well, maybe this, or maybe that, or it could be explained this way. I'm just going to let it be. I'm going to accept it. And then yeah. see what else happens? And I found that this was the key for me because I kept putting foot on the gas, foot on the brake, foot on the gas, foot, right? It was like a continual yeah. back and forth. And if you do that, you can't actually have the experience because you keep stopping the experience. So that would be something I would want to gift to you as well. This experience of allowing yourself to suspend disbelief and put a time limit on it. If you really need it for the rational brain, right? Cause then you can tell yourself, okay, well, if I'm being totally crazy for the next three months, that's okay. Because after three months I can rationalize it as much as I want to.
2: Yeah. and That'd be, I'm going to have to work with that.
3: <laughs> well and it's like a I good said, mantra then, right, to have right. for yourself right the minute you go oh is it real you go no no no, I'm suspending disbelief right now
2: yeah. yeah and there's been a few times that you know we've done that the number that we shouldn't really associate with him is 42 mm-hmm. that was his number that he had chosen that you know that's just his number you know and I pulled up to jobs and when I go to shut off the truck you know the mileage is at you know like 194, 42, 42. And I'm like, okay, so you're obviously sitting in the passenger seat here. (laughs) You know, that's cool. So, and the number 42 just, it's amazing. You know, and it's just like, you'll all of a sudden look over the clock, just something like telling you to, hey, why don't you look to your left real quick? And, you know, it's like 2.42 or like, hey, what's up?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's you already continuing to have a dialogue and you are that's, I think, so meaningful. And and I love that you're seeing it. And I know that he loves that you're seeing it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that is one thing that we do latch on quite hard. And, you know, we all try to acknowledge him when we see a 42 pop up, you know, how we do it where if you go looking for it, that don't count. You know, it's got to just kind of arise on its own, you know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's trying. He's trying. So in this this process for you, in this connection to him in new ways, in dialogue in new ways, relationship building in new ways, and then after the reading, is there anything that you have as questions to how to connect better or any kind of question as to what happens, where are they, what's going on,
2: you know? I mean, it's amazing that His friend base, it's unreal. The kids that still go up and visit him at the cemetery and stuff like that. You know, I slowly hear trickle down to me, you know, so I know that he's out doing his thing wherever he needs to go. It's hard to share him, you know, because you want all of that. But in the same hand, you know, you've got all these kids that come up and just tell you stories and you're like, wow, you know, I knew that he had his own side, his own life, you know, all that. And then you find out about it and you're like, you know, you were doing quite a bit, holy cow, you know, so, I mean, that stuff right there was very comforting and soothing, so, I mean, as far as, like, questions, I even asked my wife, I'm like, what would you ask, and she's like, I don't know, <laughs> we just kind to look for the experience, and try to find the stuff, and, you know, like the the odd normalities that show up and you kind of look around and you think, okay. And just talk to him because you're like, you know, obviously this is something different than what I normally expect to have or happen. Mm -hmm. Or I still expect him to open the door and be like, Hey, (laughs) come on, let's go fishing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's a different kind of relationship that you're building.
2: yeah. 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 I still look for, you know, his car to come down the driveway, him to come in the door I mean, I don't think that's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. So that's where we sit back and trying to find these little signs and do little things. And, you know, some of it's hard. I'm not going to lie. You know, like you like to camp. I still have the camper, but I don't use it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. It's I think when I work with parents who have lost children, it's it's the hardest. It's the hardest loss. And I am really, really grateful that you're already feeling him in little ways because it's not going to lessen the heaviness of it, but it makes me so happy because I know he's around and I know that you're feeling it. And that gives me a real happiness.
2: No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I mean, the comfort, like I said, of knowing that you can connect. And even though I don't, You know, I can feel him here and there. It's nice to be able to have someone put it into words for you. So I've got to come up with my way of getting it through in my head. Like I said with that, you know, that's a mess. Good luck with that. (laughs)
3: Mm, You'll get there. You'll get there. I think start simple, start open road, start music, and then let it unfold without having too much pressure on yourself. And then also – when you do also push the pressure on in terms of is it real is it not real go back to the mantra of right now i'm letting it i'm letting it unfold and yeah and allow it to to really give you the experience that that's available for you
2: keep an open mind is the the biggest thing now you know but i i typically know when he's around it's i don't know i get the chills but it's i just like dedicated to my back. It's nowhere else. It's not like a full body chill. So I typically know I'm like, ah, you're close. I know. I feel you. What, you know, something's, what do you need? And we got to go walking around.
3: Mm. Off yeah. Keep paying attention to that. I want to give you just a little bit of food for thought on this. I. Yeah really see our spirit as being intrinsically connected to the physical body. So sometimes I think there's this thought in metaphysical that you have to get out of the body or you have to be like really out there in the ethers to connect. And I don't feel that that's true. I think the body is our primary way of connecting and that the body gives us patterns. So if your son's energy is around you and the engagement, the connection, the moment his spirit body connects with your spirit body, so spirit to spirit, you're going to yep. have a reaction to that. And the reaction that you have is very unique. It's a, And it's always a similar pattern. It's the way that your yeah. body reacts to that connection. And so I think it's brilliant that you're already seeing it to be a very unique experience, the same experience each time it's an experience that you can't just create out of thin air. It has to be triggered. Right. It's
2: yeah, correct. I mean, it's not, it's not like a normal chill. You know, I have already noticed that and I've even told my wife, I'm like, and I just know that it's him. Cause I mean, it's like, it's the same spot. It's the same thing every time, you know, I'm like, I, I just, I just know, yeah. you know, absolutely.
3: Yeah, my question for you, Gary, is what's going to be the
2: song you put on as you're getting in the car? Uh, he was a big fan of Juice World.
3: Okay. <laughs> so, all right.
2: You know, uh, not really what I would have been into before this had all happened. But, uh, you know, he really liked Juice World. They came out with Levin- Legends Never Die. So I ended up with that album off of his playlist. Mm. And. Honestly, that popped up as my number one on Spotify for some reason. I really like that album. I enjoy it. And I mean, that goes to show you that he would do anything from that. You'd sit there and you'd have Juice World playing, and the next song would be Frank Sinatra. Mm. That's just how that boy was. He had just a whole big scope of music that he loved everything, and he would know every word. But yeah, no, most likely the it's going to be Juice World. That would be the one that started it all off. Beautiful. we'll head down and see what kicks up after that.
3: Amazing. And it's a it's a perfect title, Legends Never Die.
2: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, it was, a. Uh, I got a bunch of people that laugh at me and they're like, what are you listening to? That isn't the Gary I know. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a connection here. So <laughs> I like it. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah.
3: yeah. I am deeply grateful that I got to connect with you and to him. I just think he did a wonderful job in the reading. And I know that he's really a strong communicator. So I'm very sure you're going to feel him all the time. You're going to keep seeing that. Oh, number.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. You're so yeah, welcome. I no, I mean, like I said, it's very nice. It's really as a parent, you know, the only comforting thing that you can really have left, you know, especially if you don't have the ability to connect in your own way, you know, and I know that my wife, it's what keeps her sanity. Mm. You know, that's the only thing that she has left to get to him. Yeah. So, you know, I've already had to turn over the audio to her because, you know, give it here. I need it now. <laughs> so she's already got it, you know, logged in and listening to it. Beautiful. So.
3: Well, that's always my favorite is that a reading is really a domino effect because it's, yeah. of course, it's a moment that we have together, but then people listen to it and it helps them too and they get messages from it so i'm i'm deeply grateful that that it well, continued on down the path
2: i appreciate it thank you very much yeah no i mean we've got friends already that are like hey where's my copy so <laughs> it's gonna keep going oh beautiful well
3: thank you gary i appreciate that
2: all right yeah no I appreciate problem. your
3: time and uh, i'm sure our paths will cross at some point again
2: absolutely Thank you so much.
3: You're so welcome. And thank you. Thank you for listening with an open heart. Thank you for hearing these stories. We heal in community. Thank you for being part of this one. If you yourself would like to open up your spiritual gifts, because we all have them, I run mentorship courses about every month or two, and you can find all information on my website, mediumflare.com. I also have a book out called Moving Beyond, You can also find information on where to purchase on my website and there's an audiobook if you like this voice of mine thanks again for being here if you feel called to leave a review it means everything this podcast is completely free of cost for all participants and it is such a help when we get a review so thank you in advance thank you for being here and see you next time
0: Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners to find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur LeSink and Elizabeth Mahelich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, Heloise, Teresa, and Maddalena. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com, at com. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible.